you need someone coming, if you need something coming, one AJK. July 20th, 2022. This is Storytime with AJ on the 1-800-AJ-CARES podcast network. Applaud. Welcome back to another episode of the AJ Cares Podcast. I'm your host, AJ. <laughs> you know, off the top, just want to give a special shout out to Ileana Diaz. Happy birthday. Um, I know you probably won't hear this, but just wanted to shout you out. The big eight, you know what I'm saying? The big eight. She's in her first Kobe year. So shout out to her, you know. Life as an eight-year-old, I remember what it was like. You know, it's tough. <laughs> nah, but for real, shout out. All love and all peace to to the Diaz family. You know what I'm saying? Shout out for sure. So I'm not going to hold you. We're just going to uh, kind of get right into it. Um, Kind of explaining my absence or whatever. And where I think is, is that personally... More more recently than ever, actually, or not than ever, but more recently, I've um decided to distance myself from people and make sure that they weren't, mm, I guess, attached to me on this journey that I went through over the past couple months, um, because I didn't know where I was going with it, and a lot of it isn't, none of it is is problematic at all. It's just that there were some some things that I had to find out about myself, I guess, for lack of a better term or lack of a better phrase, but essentially what it was is that there was a root problem that I didn't really think about up until this year. Um, and that stems from the actual, like growing up without a father conundrum, I guess. I mean, it's like, damn, how many times is this fool going to talk about his father? But I feel like I, I recently am able to, to release myself from the shackles, (laughs) of the of the damage or the or the drama or the trauma or whatever you want to call it either any of those three is actually fine but it all starts out from when and i believe i touched on this in the podcast when as a you <laughs> as a you you know as a you my father had told me when my parents divorced that it was on me to be the man of the house you know so you take it at surface value or surface level value whatever and of course you know there's certain customs that we have, um, cert- certain uh, gender roles, so on and so forth. So this is when I'm like nine years old. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But obviously, that's a burden that you're putting on to any child at that point to <laughs> to be the man of the house. You're asking me to supplement what you did or what you've done to this point. Um, so just knocking down that layer at first. Well, as I continue to look down this road, you know, there's a lot of stuff that from that point on, I, I just felt like I had to carry. So the biggest part, and like I said, my mom and my brother never asked for none of this, but up until this point, I still felt the need to be the quote unquote man of the house, even though my brother stands on his own, you know what I'm saying? He's the man too. But the problem with that is that I felt like I could have never leave him behind without feeling guilty because at some point you have to be like, well, I'm passing this on down to somebody else. So my whole, my, the whole way that I viewed it was messed up already from somebody telling me at an early age, you got to be the man of the house. And then I'm like, well, damn, I got to hold this until 
I'm ready to not be the man of the house. And so my whole view of that was distorted and uh, it was incorrect. So the one ask (laughs) that I have for any parents out there, single mothers, single fathers, whatever it is, please don't put no burden of of the man of the house on your kids. Let those kids be kids for real. I mean, and I'm not saying that this is for the worse, because, <laughs> I mean, you look at me and I turned out all right, given, uh, I mean, the the gift behind the man of the house is I felt like I had to get after it at an earlier age. And I really didn't like, you know, what I'm saying I went to school, I went to Metro, did a couple of years there, worked at Papa John's, worked at Coke. So it wasn't like anything like that, but I just felt like indebted. And that's what kind of gets me to the next point of, of the podcast is that the man of the house in certain communities, um, there are children that grow up and they don't have to give back to their parents to whereas anytime I get a little bit of extra money or anything, something good or whatever, I'm kicking back up to my parents, right? Mainly my mom and my dad gets whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I feel the need to do that. And so that set me down this path of what advantages um, is there in having a two-parent household or a two-income um, parent household or whatever. Because even if you have the two-parent household, you know, it may not be the same advantages as a two-parent household. It's kind of a, a different thing. I mean, you get, there's nurturing and, and love and care and empathy and compassion and all that that was taught to me. And, you know, learning the value of, of what money is, um, that definitely helped build my character and, and things like that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But when I'm talking to this, what I'm saying is that when you're having two parents able to do that, you don't ever have to pay it back up to your parents. Right. You look at certain communities and they're allowed to worry about their future to whereas the community that I grew up in or the person that I am, you know, I'm still trying to make sure that I'm taking care of mama and all them. You know, you see it all the time. NFL, NBA stars, all these cats. And I'm not on that level at all. But I'm saying you see these people going, the first thing I did was buy my mama a house. First thing I did was go and buy my grandma a house, whatever. You always see this, right? And I'm kind of just saying it from the mom and grandma perspective because obviously that's that's my perspective on it is that I didn't have the my father in my life from nine to whatever. So it's always like, oh, I'm going to get back to my mom, blah, blah, blah. And he would always make sure, he would always say the same thing to me too. Like, make sure you take care of your mom because you need to for whatever reason, you know, make sure you take care of your mom. So that burden was placed, not burden, but I don't even, I'm not saying burden to this. I'm saying the burden of the man of the house, right? Like, Oh, I'm the man of the house. I got this. I got this. But in certain communities, as adults grow up, they don't have to give back to their parents or they're not conditioned to give back to their parents to whereas the way that I look at it, the only thing I ever know is like, Oh, I got to give, you know, he helped me get my mom a crib. Then he helped me get my mama a crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stuff like that where I'm always giving back, kicking back up as opposed to trying to build a future. And I'm not saying that, that that's a bad thing at all. I'm just saying that there's certain communities out there that are able to do so. And I'm not trying to make this about race or religion or anything like that. I'm just saying there's certain communities within the cities and all that that are able to build toward that. <laughs> so when I'm looking back at the man of the house thing, right? So that's one thing. I'm like, okay, so there's this something that's been weighing on me for the longest time, and it's me trying to be the man of the house. And then I'm looking back like, okay, then I'm trying to kick back up to my mom the more money I get because, you know, Tupac says, and, and dear mama, you know what I'm saying, you are appreciated. There's no way that I could pay you back. My plan is to show you that I understand. 
And that's the toughest thing because <laughs> how do I show them that I understand? I, you know, I'm never able to, but I can pay you back. I could put you in some nice whatever. And that's that's the hardest part about it is that when you're not, when you don't have the same playing field. And, and let me put this out there. <clears throat> None of this. Nobody cares if life is fair or not. It's just it just is what it is. We're not we're all in the same playing field in terms of that. It's the same field. We might have a different head start or whatever, but we're all on the same playing field. So that's where we stand with that. So for the record, nobody cares about what the playing field is. And that was the hardest thing, too, is that, like, I didn't grow up with a dad. Some of my homes didn't grow up with a dad. But no, like at the end of the day, nobody cares because you just kind of did that. And that was one of the things that that I guess normalized it for me. Why I didn't look into it is because there are people that I know, family members, friends that didn't grow up with a dad either. So I was just like. Oh, this is normal. But it took me a while to actually dive into what makes my case, my case or whatever. So when I'm going back into this, the uh, the father figure, the man of the house, um, the one thing that even though me and my dad weren't on the best terms and, and whatever, is that when he told me that, you know, when he's leaving, when my parents are getting divorced and he's leaving. He says, I want you to be the man of the house. So even then, there's still the idea of. I don't want to let my dad down, so I got to do this. And as like that was the thing that really messed me up thinking about it, is that <laughs> like as much as this man put into put into my hands the future or whatever, you know, I wasn't really given a chance to fail because if I failed, who knows what happens next? But when he's telling me that, I still made sure that I didn't let him down, which is absurd when you're thinking about it, right? This man told me, "You're the man of the house when I'm gone." And I felt the the need, the duty to do it because he told me so. So in a roundabout way, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> but at the same time, I hope you're proud of that, you know, and that's the that's the thing that that's the thing that messed with me about it. And that's why I haven't been really trying to chat to nobody on this, because it's something that I had to figure out on my own. I had to I had to kind of just sit there and dissect the problem and and. And carry this burden, you know, <laughs> bear the burden, baby, bear the burden. Um, but but what this man of the house has done though is that it's allowed me to to kind of realize that I gotta, and and this is almost in every setting, right? Like I feel like I got to be the man that takes charge, the person that takes charge, no matter what it is. Like I got to be that person that does this. You know, people say, AJ, you're a leader, blah blah blah, whatever. Brad, all that is is just feeding to me like, <laughs> yeah, you're the man of the, you know what I'm saying? You're the man of the men or whatever the hell it is. And I'm not saying that because I'm not trying to get cut down or nothing like that. I'm just saying that after hearing that, I think subconsciously it gets built into me that like, okay, I got to be the person in, out of these group of people. You know, even at my job, I'm a, I'm supposed to lead a team. So it's just all this stuff is culminating and it's accumulating, it's accumulating. And I'm just like, you know, what the hell is going on? You know, is this real life or is, <laughs> is this just a joke? And when I'm looking at this, this it's crazy because when you're, when you're, when I'm looking at it, at least these are all settings that I put myself to be in. So like what <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a victim of my own success or whatever. Like this continued problem is something that I keep bringing, kept bringing upon myself because I just ended up finding myself in a position of leadership where whatever. And the thing that, and there's another thing that really pisses me off is when other men call other men, daddy, that ain't their dad. Like, I think that has something to do with it too. Like, nah, bro, you ain't, you ain't my dad, bro. Chill out. Like, 
I don't know why that. I, I just always just felt like it's been a problem for me because it's like, nah, bro, I ain't trying to hear all that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that comes from the man of the house shit, but I think it's that, or maybe it does. It has some sort of tie in. <clears throat> and I apologize because this has kind of just been like a, a little 13 minute, whatever session of me just kind of talking to you about a problem that I had that I resolved. And I hope that it's somewhat uh, beneficial to those that either have kids growing up to kind of, to kind of talk to them about like, it's okay to be a kid. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Um, you know, to allow your kids to be kids. And it's also something for maybe the people that grew up without a father, men and women to kind of understand or that'll, that'll relate to this and hopefully provide you some closure as well. Because I feel like after doing this, uh, month long, two month long, whatever, three month long, um, deep dive on my own life that I was able to kind of come to a conclusion and, and close that chapter or maybe set myself free from the shackles of this man of the house thing. Because as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to be like, man, why did I do this? And, and you know, there, there's sometimes there ain't a why to everything, but I just think about it. Like, why do I feel the need to make one energy cares? Is it because I care for real? Or is it because I just want to be <laughs> the man of the house trying to take care of everybody around me? And recently I came to the discovery that it's because I want to take care of the people around me, but they might directly go hand in hand. So that's, that's kind of what's led to the deep dive. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that, that in a weird way is beneficial, but in a weird, in the other way, it's not because it wasn't fair to a nine year old to 18 year old AJ to, to, to have to do that. So, you know, I'm apologizing to my, to my younger self, you know. And uh, just letting you know that you didn't let nobody down. So shout out, shout out to that, <laughs> shout out to that person or whatever. It's kind of weird talking to yourself in the past because you know sometimes you just need to hear that. I think that was a motorcycle that just went by. But yeah, man, I just kind of wanted to, to touch base on this. Um, that I apologize if I haven't been uh, this regu- the regular, the normal age or whatever. I just been going through some things and, and I appreciate everybody that's reached out, chatted to me and all that, you know, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. You know, needed it. Um, but there was just some things that I felt like I needed to figure out on my own. And this was the one thing that's been bothering me for probably since shit, January, maybe. I don't even know. It's just like, why, why does this have so much control over my life that I can't let nobody down or, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, nobody, everybody's first hero is their dad. So, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So once I got to like nine years old, it was kind of just told like, yeah, I ain't your, I'm not your hero, son. You're, you gotta go be your own hero. And I hope that there's people that could find some, um, resolute, not even a resolution, find some clarity in that statement is that, um, you gotta go, gotta go be your own hero. But when the time is right, so make sure that you ain't putting nobody in no awkward positions or, or anything like that. So I think I'm gonna close shop on that little 15 minute episode. <laughs> shout out to Anexco Corporation. Any uh, any uh, construction. Shout out to R and I Quality Painting. Sorry you guys got on to the to the end of the episode. My apologies for real. Um, yeah, I always leave the just the description of both those companies in my bio. So if you need anything, go ahead and reach out to them. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. But I feel like I'm finally able to adjust to this and there won't be no more of me lashing out, just trying, just kind of trying to, to figure it out. What can I do better? And this just goes to show that like, I didn't, I don't got this shit figured it out. <laughs> I don't have this figured out at all, but I'm trying. So I hope that you're trying too. 
Um, and that's all I can ask is that you put the effort in to do what you got to do. Um, sorry, to, sorry if the quality is kind of shaky or whatever. I had to miss you starting this up, but, uh, I hope even though, uh, the message might have been, or the message was delivered, um, uh, and that you understand it, even if the quality ain't the best. So yeah, man, once again, uh, appreciate you all for tapping in. Um, and I hope that you're able to take something from this and, and move forward with your life. Please allow kids to be kids. Um, don't put that on a nobody else. I mean, I did fine. I did fine for sure. Um, didn't let nobody down, but there might have been some innocence that was robbed of us in certain situations. And like I said, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. Life is unfair. So what? It's, for, it's that way for everybody. That's why that's like one of the mission statements is we're all alone in this together. So, you know, if this episode reached you in a certain way or there's just some inspiration, I'd love to chat with you because, like I said, I know it's difficult being stuck in that place. So much love to you and yours and do me a favor if you can and that's take care brother (laughs) and sister and sister and non-binary for sure